Lord, thanks for tonight. I pray uh, that you would speak to us. As, to me, this is a huge issue where we live, learning how to rest. I feel like it's one of the um, biggest spiritual strongholds in our city is living busy lives. And it's an opportunity we have as Christians to live differently in a way um, that's attractive to people who um, don't yet know you. So I pray for each of us, you'd show us what does rest look like. We've got folks here who are empty nesters and in the throes of raising kids, starting their careers all across the board. And uh, we need you to speak to us and show us what it looks like to incorporate rest into our life uh, moving forward. So I pray, again, that you would come, that you would give us all grace to hear what you're saying to us and give us courage to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, glad you guys are here. So I'm going to share for a few minutes um, just some big blocks of content, and then a couple of folks are going to come up and share some practical testimonies on what rest looks like in their life, and then you're going to have some time to discuss around the table. That's really what we want is for you chewing on these things personally much more than we want you just listening to me. You do that every week. We're hoping that this will be a time for you around your table to really dig in and figure out what does it look like for me uh, to rest? Obviously, I, my assumption is if you're here, you want to know. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time explaining or um, trying to encourage you to rest. Again, my assumption is you want to know. But I do want to give just a little foundation why rest. Ultimately, what I said in my prayer, I feel like it's a huge issue in our city. Uh, maybe in other places, but I know where we live it's a huge issue. I haven't spent a ton of time outside of Marietta, but I have spent some time. And this is not, people don't live at the pace that we live at everywhere. Um, this is not an issue in other places, but it is one here. I think there's a spiritual component. And I do think it's an opportunity if we will learn how to rest. Uh, it's a distinctive. That's kind of the whole salt and light thing for us. Because it's not socially acceptable because it's, it doesn't flow with the direction of our culture. You're going to have to fight to rest. And so just real brief, I want to tell you why it's important, and it's because you were made for it. My opinion, Genesis 1 and 2, lay out God's design for creation. This is how he wanted everything to be. Genesis 3, we have the fall, and from Genesis 3 to Revelation 20, it's all about fixing everything that was broken. But in Genesis 1 and 2, nothing has been broken, and I think it's God saying, Here's what I want. This is from scratch, no sin. This is how I want things to be. And if you look at Genesis 1 and 2, I think you can see pretty clearly there's a rhythm that God lays out for Adam and Eve, and it's rest, work, and relationship. Without spending a ton of time on any of those things, I want you to hear that you were made to rest. Just, by the way, you can have any of these slides. I don't want you feeling like you've got to take notes. If you want the slides, you can let Kim know, and she'll email them. To you. So a couple of things as we jump in. So I'm going to talk exclusively about rest today, and I'm going to talk about rhythm, rest, work, and relationship. Rhythm does not mean balance. So it's not eight hours of work, eight hours of relationship, and eight hours of rest today. It's, it's not how it is. If you read in Genesis, God worked for six days and he rested for one. That's not, there's not balance but there is rhythm. The things Jesus or God laid out in the Old Testament. You work six days and you rest one. Again, that's not balance, but it is rhythm. Another word that I may use or that you may hear is pace. Pace and rhythm are not the same thing. Pace is how fast you live. And I think that's very personal. That's you under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, how God has wired you. 
A good example we talk about all the time is Penny lives at a much faster pace than Bo does. And neither one is better than the other. You're going to hear from both of them uh, in a little bit. Neither one is better than the other. Both of them need rest, work, and relationship, although the how fast they live or how much they do, if you like that concept better, will be different. So I don't want you comparing to other people about how much there's resting and working in relationship, and I don't want you trying to balance them in your life. That will be very tricky. And rest is both horizontal and vertical, and I think it's important for us to get both of those concepts. So when we think about rest vertically, the idea for me is refreshment. I'm not going to use the word Sabbath, not because it's a bad word, but for some people that has connotations of one particular day of the week with a lot of regulations around it. I don't know that that's helpful. So I'm going to use the word rest uh, just for what it's worth. I don't believe that there's a particular day of the week that you need to rest, and I don't believe that you even need to rest for an entire day. I just think over the course of a week, there needs to be rest in there somewhere for you. My... um, bias is that you need to rest first, whatever that looks like. God's seventh day when he rested was Adam and Eve's first day. So the first thing Adam and Eve did was nothing. The first thing they did was rest. And so my encouragement for you would be to figure out what does it look like for me to work from a place of rest versus resting from my work. In the Old Testament, the Sabbath was the last day of the week. It was Saturday. So that's resting from work. But in the New Testament, we have the Lord's Day, that Sunday, kind of the beginning of the week, we work from a place of rest. That may just be a mental thing for me, for you, but I would encourage you to try to figure uh, out what does that look like for me to have rest as a priority in my life. And again, to think about it on a weekly basis. I think a day is too short. And I think if you're just thinking in terms of annual vacation, that's, that's not rhythm. That's two weeks a year or something. That, that doesn't work. So my encouragement to you as I talk tonight is to be thinking of your own life in one-week increments and don't even necessarily think about a 24-hour day. Just what does rest look like over the course of this seven-day period? And it can look different from week to week. So vertical, refreshment to me, that's the, that's the word, the key idea, being in the presence of God. There's a couple of scriptures there that you can look up if you want to. So this is the, the idea of saying my rest is it's refreshment, it's renewal for my heart. That Acts passage says there's times of refreshings that, that come in the presence of the Lord. That Matthew passage is come to me, you who are heavy, weary, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So it's, it's spiritual is really what I'm talking about there. And the key idea is how do I get into the presence of God? So if, it, if you're not, if there's no connection with God, then you're not resting in this way. There's two passages in the Old Testament that talk about the Sabbath. One is in Exodus 20, and one is in Deuteronomy 5. It's two places where the Ten Commandments are given, and the rationale for the Sabbath is different in each one. In Exodus 20, we read about this idea that God didn't work on the Sabbath, and he made the day holy. So that, to me, is this vertical component. We rest because God did. And so when we're resting, I'm trying to reconnect with him, and there's any number of things that you can do. And so really the, the work for you is to figure out how do I individually, how does Matt Allen get into the presence of the Lord? How does Sarah Palace get into the presence of the Lord? And there's multiple ways that you can do that. If you're not doing that, then you're, in my opinion, you're not resting. It's not about how much you sleep. 
It's about whether or not you're in the presence of God. There's a list of some things I thought of, and you may think of other things. Worship, journaling, fasting, prayer, reading the Bible. Some people love taking walks or kayaking or whatever. Solitude, silence. There's some other disciplines. Those are just ones that I thought of. So for you, it's what does it look like for me to be in the presence of God? Hindrances. An unwillingness to approach God agenda-free. This is a big deal. So resting means I'm not working. I'm not producing anything. I'm not being productive. And so for some of us, the idea of coming to God kind of in that empty-handed, no-agenda way makes us very uncomfortable. Well, if I'm going to pray, I've got all these things I need to pray about. And if I don't pray about them, the world's going to fall apart. And so I've got to make sure that I'm covering all of my bases today. Rest is an expression of trust. When I'm not working... What I'm saying is, God, by me being not productive, I'm trusting that things are, you're going to keep everything together. That you can do it without my prayer, even, and you can do it without my effort. So I'm going to choose for this hour or these, this half a day or whatever that looks like. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything that contributes to anything. I'm going to cease productivity and even spiritually to say, I'm not going to try to accomplish anything. I'm not going to do my Bible. Your Bible study is not rest. It's something, but it's not rest. You're trying to get something out of it. You're trying to finish something off. Working through a list of missionaries to pray for. That's not rest. It's intercession. It's wonderful. It needs to happen. It's not refreshment for you. Does that make sense? So figure out what does it look like for you to approach God agenda-free. Another one, this was important for me. It may not be important for you. Was It was hard for me to rest with the Lord until I figured out how to allow God into my emotions. Many of you know me. My emotional bandwidth is about this thick. And I'm not wired. I'm just not an emotional person by nature. But I do have emotions because I'm a person, and we all have them. And I had to figure out what does it look like to allow God into my emotions so I could actually feel him. And I don't know if that makes you comfortable. For me, there's this idea of trying to figure out how do I let God into my emotions because there's, a, there's an element of refreshment, I think, that's, that's tangible. That There's a feeling component to that. And for me, until I figured out how to allow God in emotionally, I couldn't really be refreshed. I don't know how else to explain that. I can give you a couple of examples just for me personally. The way I connect with the Lord is I walk to work three or four days a week. I live 1.75 miles away, and I walk. And I either listen to worship music. Or I pray, and that's it. That's kind of what I do. I don't look at my phone. Uh, I don't try to work through a to-do list. And when I'm praying, there's no agenda for me. Um, it, I'm usually, it's pretty free for me during those times. I'm not trying to work through any particular set of prayer requests. I'm really just trying to say, God, what's, kind of what's on your mind? This is what I'm thinking about. This is how I'm feeling. Those types of things are important for me. Mondays, I walk to Cool Beans, and I make myself write for an hour. Whether I think I have anything to write about or not, I journal. I I look back. I look forward. I look in. Those things for me are are disciplines that I practice regularly that help me rest. I'm not sitting on my – I can't do that. I can't – if I sit for too long, I get easily distracted. And so for me, the act of walking keeps me focused. And when I'm writing, it keeps me focused. So those are some things that I do on a weekly basis to help me um, rest, to help me be refreshed in the Lord. And the other big thing for me is Sundays during worship is I, I try to dive all the way in. I try not to think about 
leading anybody or doing anything. I try to say, us collectively, God, we want to be in your presence. And I try to allow him uh, to work in my heart and to fill me up, if that phrase means anything to you. So my encouragement, figure out how do you engage the presence of God. It may not be any of these things. It may be that one of these things works for you for a few months and then you need to do, you need to do something else. That's fine. Just different ways, different ideas, different strategies for saying, how am I at least weekly in the presence of the Lord? I would encourage you not to restrict that to Sunday morning. Our hope is that Sunday morning is a place where you do uh, meet God and where you are refreshed. But I would encourage you to try to figure out outside of that, what does this look like for me personally and individually? The next one is, do you all have any questions about that? Okay, horizontally. So this to me is rest as recreation. The key idea is play. So this is just what do you enjoy doing, plain and simple. What are the things that that bring you life? What are the things that you enjoy? I think that where this gets tricky for us as adults is we think playing is for kids, and we quit playing. We do. Like you graduate from high school and you quit playing sports. You graduate or you get out of elementary school and you quit having recess like those kinds of things just get taken away from us over time and it's hard as a 40 year old to say like if somebody said what do you play I would say nothing I don't play anything that's not something necessarily as adults that we think about and another major hindrance is I think we think play is either selfish or it's a waste of time if I'm playing then I'm not being productive or if I'm playing I'm doing something that just I enjoy and maybe I'm not taking care of other responsibilities. And we've got to get over that. And that, that Deuteronomy passage I mentioned, if you want to go back and look at it, it's chapter 5, I think, verse 15, or maybe verse 11, one of those two. When God says, I want you to honor the Sabbath, he says, because y'all were slaves. And so there's going to be a day where you don't do anything because you used to have to work 24-7. And so now there's going to be a day where you don't have to work. You can just play. That word's not in there, but that's the implication. Here's a day where... You, got, you guys have spent 400 years in slavery, and that here's a day where you don't have to do anything. And I feel like for us, that idea of saying, where do you play? Where do you do the things that you enjoy? I think for sometimes as adults, we even make play productive. Like, we don't run, we train. Like, that's what we do. And that's, that's, that's not the same thing. I go to the gym three or four times a week, but that's not play for me. The reason I go to the gym is so I can eat a box of candy and not weigh 250 pounds. It's not, I don't go out of enjoyment. I go, I go out of discipline so I can eat what I want. That's, it's, it's different. Some of, some of you like to read, like I like to read. And I went through this stretch where I wouldn't read fiction books. Like they're, they're, they're going to be productive. I'm going to get something out of it. That's not play then. That's work. That's me trying to make myself better or trying to learn something. If you've got a highlighter, it's probably not play in general. And so I would say, what are the things that you just enjoy doing? I talk to people sometimes and they're like, it relaxes me to clean my house. And what I want to say is, serious, is what come over? Yeah. It's like, seriously, is that, is that really it for you? Are you clean? Are you just giving yourself an excuse to do that, or really, is that playing around? Is that play for you? Cleaning your house or, like, I actually do enjoy some yard work up to a point, and so that's okay. Uh, but 
it's very personal, it's very individual, I don't want you to feel judged, but I do want to push you to say, what do you enjoy doing, and are you doing that? Is that something that's a regular part of your life? If you love riding your bike, and you only ride the one week when you're at the beach, it's not good. Like, let's figure that out. What does it look like for you to do that now? If you love to read, but you never have time, then you're not resting. Let's figure out how to create space in your life for you to read or for you to go to dinner with friends or whatever those activities are that you enjoy doing that you don't necessarily don't multitask. Don't try to get something else out of it. Then it loses that rest element. The big umbrella for rest is I'm not being productive. That's the thing. God, I'm not being productive when I'm with you and I'm trusting that you've got it. And I'm not being productive when I play because I'm more than what I do. I work six days a week. I don't work on the seventh or whatever that looks like for you. Does that make sense? Yes or no? Y'all have questions about any of that? All right, Bo, why don't you and Ruth Allen come? So I've asked Bo and Ruth Allen and Penny to share um, uh, for multiple reasons. One, I wanted them to share their family with young kids that some of y'all can relate to and they can talk about what rest looks like for them. And I wanted Penny to share as an extrovert. Sometimes it can feel like, well, does rest mean I've just got to sit at home in my chair and be quiet? And I want Penny as an extrovert to say, here's what it looks like for me as someone who lives fast and loves being around people. So you guys can go ahead. Um, So I am one of those people who is addicted to the feeling you get when you check something off of your to-do list. Like, I love that. I mean, if it's not on my to-do list and I did it, sometimes I write it on there. So I can check it off. Like, I love that feeling. Um, And I also love me a good project around the house. Like, if there's not one that needs to be done, I'll find something. Like, painting our steps black or whatever. I mean, if it comes in my head, I'm going to be like, we need to do this. So um, I definitely um, would say that I kind of struggle in that area of being a doer. Um, And it's not always healthy. So um, I feel like I had to make, like, some hard and fast, like, parameters and changes Um, in my life to be able to experience rest. Um, I feel like, you know, because when you are resting, you have to sacrifice time that you could get something done, that it truly is a trust thing. Um, I have to really say, okay, Lord, I trust you that if I take the day off of laundry or if I take the day off of dishes, that you're going to, like, help me get it done tomorrow, that I'm not going to get so far behind that, you know, I'm just going to be mad that I rested. So um, I feel like one of the things that God has showed me about rest um, came from the 23rd Psalm, um, which y'all all know. But um, the NIV version says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And I recently read um, the NLT version, and it says he lets me lie down in green pastures. So I feel like it's um, not just an instruction anymore that I'm kind of like, I'm doing this because I have to do it. I'm, it's really a privilege now. Um, I've kind of come to a, a point where I'm just like, I'm so thankful that we do this and I get to experience rest, and um, God has really allowed me to trust him in this area. Um, so kind of some of the the structure that we put in place um, to be able to rest, which is kind of ridiculous, but, you know, you have to schedule resting, um, is um, I try to clean some the day before, and Bo is very helpful. He'll help us clean. So I, so I don't feel like I'm starting off, like, on this terrible foot, you know, because um, it's really hard for me to rest if things are dirty. 
I don't like that. Um, so we try to clean some, and then I make a giant um, family meal, which I know some of y'all are like, ugh, but I do love to cook. So because I love to cook, that's not a problem for me. Um, and then if you make a big old meal, you have leftovers, so you don't have to cook the next day. It really does work out. Um, so we we kind of kick off our rest with um, this meal, and um, this is not like, a template, and if it is, it's very customizable, so do not feel like I'm saying this is how you have to do it. It's just something that's worked for us. Um, so we, we have a big dinner, and we make it really special. We like handles. Um, we, we really focus um, on remembering what's important in our family. So, we, um, so I'll light the candles, and I say, okay, what do our candles remind us of? And the kids will say, we love God, and we love others. So we'll think about that, and we sing some worship songs, we really invite the Holy Spirit to come. Um, we invite the peace of Jesus just to come be in our home. Um, and that really is helpful, too, to kind of prepare me for my, my rest day, just to really um, invite him in and just to um, welcome his peace. Um, so we do that. Um, let's see what else. Sorry, i got to look at my notes. Um, we have communion as a family, um, and that's been really, really good. Just that kind of kind of centers us back. And... Um, and helps us to remember what we um, what we want to remember, um, and then we pray for each member of our family individually. Um, and I think the biggest thing is we don't rush. Like we take this meal, we sit down, and we don't get up until it's dark. Sometimes we tell the kids to put their pajamas on beforehand because we literally are like rolling them into bed at the end of the meal. Um, but I think what's so important about it is that we um, we just linger and we enjoy each other, and we really like breathe for the first time that week it's not like eat your dinner we got to get to church or eat your dinner you know mommy and daddy want to watch a movie so you gotta hurry it up you know like we really are in being intentional um you know putting our cell phones away um and just saying now is the time now is the time for us to take a deep breath to remember what's important um and just to sort of get ready for what tomorrow has to bring so both can talk a little bit about what we do um, on our day of rest or what we don't do, really, more than anything. Yeah, the I think the main thing about the dinner thing is it was terrible to start with with three kids. See, like, the lights went down, their candles are thinking, they just start going crazy because they don't know what you're doing. But what it's become is it signifies something special. So we do it and then they all, they know, they know what to do now. I mean, after, and we were doing this before I started here, so we had really have a day a week off, so we would do this on Friday night to set up Saturday. Um, I might get, I might start crying. Um, in the midst, I mean, it was a busy, busy time um, for us. So just to, to say tonight, we're not going to do anything, and it was a sacrifice for us because we had friends that asked us to do stuff almost every Friday night. Um, but we just, we just didn't. We said this is more important than. Um, so we we did that, and it was it's been awesome. Just that that night has been awesome. But then the next day, um, I'm very I can be very legalistic. So I uh, those rest days, we'd take it the following day to rest, and I would I had all these rules. We're going to have a worship time with the kids. We're going to do Bible study. We're going to do this, all these things, and it just ended up being chaos. It was terrible. So I've learned now that that rest is like David was saying, it's just play. So we we figure out what we're going to do. Like, I don't expect to get a Bible study in for myself even. Um, if the kids wake up when I'm reading or whatever, I just, I'm just i done. I'm just going to play with them. 
and we don't we don't work. And some weeks Friday don't we get I get Friday off on Saturday. Now Friday doesn't work, so we'll push it to Saturday. But we try to try to keep it where we're not. She doesn't like to cook on that day as much as she loves to cook. She doesn't want to, so I'll get up and make breakfast sometimes. And there's certain things we have to do, and we're not again try not to be legalistic about it. But what I've seen is God is the God of relationship. So if I'm being all about the rules, it's going to be terrible. But when I'm about relationship with her or with them or with other people, we go out and do things on that day. It's it's fulfilling. Um, and is that it? Yeah, again, <clears throat> we, just, we try to say, you know, very unplugged. I'm hoping that that will sort of, um, like, when my kids or teenagers, I'm sure, will get some pushback. But, you know, just try to carry it into you know, okay, we have one night a week that is a family meal. It's not optional. We don't have our cell phones. We don't, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I feel like the the last thing that I really wanted to say is um, just to kind of describe the atmosphere that we have. I mean, I feel, it's like sacred. I mean, I just thought that's like the word that came to me when I was thinking about it. It's just a sacred time. It is life-giving. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been the the struggle and the and the pushback that I felt at first, like, oh, I've got too much to do to try to do that, or I don't want to have to tell my friends no, and they're going to think we're weirdos. Um, it's really, um, Lord has really, really used it to teach us a lot about, um, even just, it carries out throughout the week. You know, I just try to remember, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. That was something my dad taught me, and I just really, it's kind of carried out, like, you know, throughout the week, so that's nice, too. And... Last thing, I just want to, the notes that he was talking about that he puts up will be with the recording on the website. So they're there every week. So I just want you to know there's a PDF symbol. You can get it. So, that's it, Penny. I'm just going to go to their house from dinner from now on. That'll be rest for me, right? <laughs> um, so for me, like David said, I go at a very fast pace. That's just kind of how God wired me. I always say that I can juggle a lot of balls, and I always have a lot of balls to juggle. Um, I think that's just, and my mom even, I remember when um, I had my first child and I was going to stay home and not work anymore, my mom said, you will not be able to do it. You won't do it. You'll go back to work. Because I just, I thrive, actually, the busier I am. Um, sometimes I can kill myself. Um, and so for me, rest became about kind of learning who I was and how God w- wired me because I always felt guilty when I sat down. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to be quiet and there's loads of laundry and there's people to email and there's people to call and I, I just couldn't do it. And then I felt, then I felt guilty because I couldn't rest. And so for me, it's just really been allowing the Lord to show me, um, who I am and the pace that I go at and what rest really looks like for me. So first of all, for me, one of the things is as far as spending time with the Lord is I've learned for me, one, that I can't, this sounds crazy, but I can't use the same Bible that I use when I am reading for Pathfinders. Because if I do, I mean, I'm talking the physical Bible. If I do, I start working. I just make myself, oh, well, I can read this scripture, and then that teaches me that, and then I can look here. When I'm just going to spend that quiet time with the Lord, just for me, just to be refreshed, I literally have to use a different Bible. And I have a separate journal. I have a journal that's for work stuff, and I have a journal that's just for me. Um, Because that's just how my mind works. The other thing for me is I can't be, I can't, 
be in certain places in my house. What I really like to do when I'm going to just have refreshment time with the Lord is to be outside, sitting at Cool Beans or sitting on my front porch or sitting um, at the beach or sitting somewhere outside where I can just be quiet and I can just, because if I have, if I'm in my house, I'm looking at all the things to do. Um, The other thing for me is that I learned about two years ago, I completely took my work email off my phone. Because if I, an email pops up, I will check it. And then I will be like, well, i got to answer them right now. That can't wait till Monday. I have to do it right this minute. And so I took that off my phone. And now for me, every Thursday afternoon before when I, because our days off are Friday and Saturday, every Thursday when I leave work, I set an auto response on my email so that people know I'm not checking my email on Friday and Saturday. I always check it Saturday night before I go to bed because Sunday morning's coming. But I just, it's, it's a way, it was a way for me when the Lord said, you, you have to do this for yourself to rest. Um, as far as the play part, I am super extroverted. I have to be with people. And so for me, rest is like going out to dinner with a big group of friends or going to the movies or just sitting in my living room and watching the Falcons game with my son with, you know, chicken wings. And it has to be an event. For me, that is restful to me. Um, some people would come away from spending a bunch of time with people and be like, oh, gosh, I'm so glad they left my house now I can rest. I mean, they leave my house and I'm like, oh, that was so great. And now I'm refreshed and I'm filled up. And um, so for me, what I would say, um, if you're an extrovert or if, you're, if you feel guilty when you rest, um, is really asking the Lord, like, how did you wire me? What does rest look like for me? Because it is very different. Um, if you're a person who likes a lot of activity, um, you just you rest differently than somebody who can be very quiet. So, thanks. So that's kind of two ends, maybe a bit. Some of you hear Bo and Ruth Allen, and you're like, "Not." I'm looking at y'all with your four kids, and y'all thinking about candlelight, and they're going to burn your house down. So. You, it's customizable. <laughs> what I want y'all to hear is it's customizable. That's a great word. The idea is God has wired you for rest. He create like the Sabbath is for us. That's why he's given it to us is because he's created us to rest. And so my challenge to you is to figure out what does it look like for you personally and for your family, whatever family means and know you're going to have to fight for it it is not going to be easy i don't want you to beat yourself up if you mess up every now and again like bo was saying it was hard at the beginning penny said it's taken her a lot years to figure out what does it look like to rest and so i don't want you to i don't i don't want this to be another thing you're working for that's the opposite of what this needs to be but i do think if you can figure out what does it look like for me to develop this rhythm you will be refreshed that's with the Lord, and you'll get to play. That's kind of that recreation piece. And there'll be a whole other level of joy and peace in your life uh, because you're living in the rhythm that God created. I didn't, what, I, I'm pretty simple on kind of the whole rest thing. Friday's our day off. I don't work. It doesn't matter how little of my sermon I've got done. I don't do any of it. I don't do chores. Me and Misty go to lunch every Friday, sometimes with other people, oftentimes just by ourselves, and we usually go someplace outside of Marietta. It's kind of like what Penny's saying. Marietta's our normal spot, and we'll go to Roswell or we'll go to Atlanta. 
And it's easy for us because our kids are in school, so we don't have to pay for a babysitter. And so we can go and we do lunch, and then, honestly, I come home and take a nap until it's time to go, until it's 2.30, and we have to go run carpool. So from when I get up until 2.30, and that's it. That's the window for me. I just don't do anything that feels productive. I'm not, we're not incredibly spiritual about it. We're not, it's just, it's what we do. And um, y'all can figure out those kinds of things as well. And it changes. We did different things when our kids were at different ages, and we'll do things that are different as they continue to grow. And so I don't want you to feel uh, locked in, but I do want you to be encouraged and challenged. So let's pray, and then you guys can spend some time talking around your tables. God, I do thank you. Um, There's all kinds of ways you could have created us. And you created us for rest. You could have just made us slaves who work all the time, but you didn't. And so, Lord, I pray for every man and woman in this room. I pray that you would show us what does rest look like for me. Anyone who's feeling guilt, I pray that you would wipe that away. Anyone who's feeling condemned, no. Lord, I pray that this next 30 minutes of discussion would be full of life. I pray for people who are looking at their schedule and they're going, There's, there is no way. There is no time. God, I pray that there would be a creative breakthrough around their table. And you would begin to show them, here it is. Here's the sliver. You can stake this part of your week out. And you, you give that to me, and I'll give, back, I'll give time back to you to get things done. I, just, I pray for us, again, Lord, that we would learn to live in a rest, work, and relationship rhythm. Without guilt, without judgment on other people, without feeling self-righteous. Just recognizing that it's the best for us because it's the way you've designed us. In Jesus' name, amen.